Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery the Aluminium Dagger by R. Austin Freeman Read by Perry F. Bruns He fetched the rifle that he had bought from the corner in which it was standing, and, lifting the dagger by its point, slipped the hilt into the muzzle. When he let go, the dagger slid quietly down the barrel until its hilt appeared in the open breach. "'Good God!' exclaimed Marchmont. "'You don't suggest that the dagger was shot from a gun?' "'I do indeed.' And you now see the reason for the aluminium hilt, to diminish the weight of the already heavy projectile, and also for this hexagonal boss on the end? No, I do not, said the inspector, but I say that you are suggesting an impossibility. Then, replied Thorndyke, I must explain and demonstrate. To begin with, this projectile had to travel point foremost, therefore it had to be made to spin and it certainly was spinning when it entered the body, as the clothing and the wound showed us. 
Now, to make it spin, it had to be fired from a rifled barrel. But as the hilt would not engage in the rifling, it had to be fitted with something that would. That something was evidently a soft metal washer, which fitted onto this hexagon, and which would be pressed into the grooves of the rifling, and so spin the dagger, but would drop off as soon as the weapon left the barrel. Here is such a washer, which Poulton has made for us. He laid on the table a metal disc with a hexagonal hole through it. This is all very ingenious, said the inspector, but I say it is impossible and fantastic. It certainly sounds rather improbable, Marchmont agreed. We will see, said Thorndyke. Here is a makeshift cartridge of Poulton's manufacture, containing an eighth charge of smokeless powder for a twenty-bore gun. He fitted the washer onto the boss of the dagger in the open breech of the rifle, pushed it into the barrel, inserted the cartridge, and closed the breech. Then, opening the office door, he displayed a target of padded strawboard against the wall. The length of the two rooms, said he, gives us a distance of thirty-two feet. Will you shut the windows, Jervis? I complied, and he then pointed the rifle at the target. There was a dull report, much less loud than I had expected, and when we looked at the target, we saw the dagger driven in up to its hilt at the margin of the bullseye. You see, said Thorndyke, laying down the rifle, that the thing is practicable. Now for the evidence as to the actual occurrence. First, on the original dagger, there are linear scratches which exactly correspond with the grooves of the rifling. Then there is the fact that the dagger was certainly spinning from left to right, in the direction of the rifling, that is, when it entered the body. And then there is this, which, as you heard, the porter found in the garden. He opened the paper packet. In it lay a metal disc perforated by a hexagonal hole. Stepping into the office, he picked up from the floor the washer that he had put on the dagger and laid it on the paper beside the other. The two discs were identical in size, and the margin of each was indented with identical markings, corresponding to the rifling of the barrel. The inspector gazed at the two discs in silence for a while, then looking up at Thorndyke, said, I give in, Doctor. You're right, beyond all doubt. But how you came to think of it beats me into fits. The only question is who fired the gun and why wasn't the report heard? As to the latter, said Thorndyke, it is probable that he used a compressed air attachment, not only to diminish the noise, but also to prevent any traces of the explosive from being left on the dagger. As to the former, I think I can give you the murderer's name, but we had better take the evidence in order. You may remember, he continued, that when Dr. Jervis stood as if winding the clock, I chalked a mark on the floor where he stood. Now standing on that marked spot and looking out of the open window, I could see two of the windows of a house nearly opposite. They were the second and third floor windows of number 6 Cotman Street. The second floor is occupied by a firm of architects, the third by a commission agent named Thomas Barlow. I called on Mr. Barlow, but before describing my visit, I will refer to another matter. You haven't those threatening letters about you, I suppose? Yes, I have, said the inspector, and he drew a wallet from his breast pocket. Let us take the first one, then, said Thorndyke. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. 
Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>